Let us pray. Father, again, we thank you for the words of your Son, Jesus. We pray for new understanding that it may lead us to behavior that is consistent with his way and always to his honor and glory. And we pray in his name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Following on the gospel reading read so beautifully by Deacon Bob, let us consider three things. Firstly, the setting of the passage, then the content of the parable, and finally, what this means to us here and now. I guess you could say that about any passage. I should, I should play tape B and that would come out, you know. As regards the setting, Luke tells us that the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear Jesus. Jesus did have this magnetic attraction for folks, and especially for those like this rather motley crew of sinners and tax collectors. Incidentally, I don't think that we hold tax collectors in our minds as sinners, but back in those days, that was how they were seen. Perhaps with the recent IRS situation, where certain groups have been singled out uh, by the agency, we will start thinking the tax collectors as sinner once again, but enough of that. These lesser folks had heard, obviously, that this wandering prophet offered a new look at life. He offered the possibility that even they, who were considered second-class citizens, could find a place in the kingdom about which Jesus was speaking. They could find redemption. That awesome feeling that touches us to the core when our sins are forgiven. This group, sinners and tax collectors, were dissed constantly by those around them. And Luke points out that the Pharisees were consistent in disparaging remarks about them. For whatever reason, they were the down and out. I think we know exactly what Luke is talking about here, but these folks coming from a place where they were constantly looked down upon were ready, willing, and able to hear new words from this unusual itinerant who, like no other, offered comforting words that might offer them hope of a better life, of a chance to start over. And just for a moment, a thought about scriptural settings in general. It appears that Jesus is able to offer consistently a suitable parable no matter the setting. Now, were these settings set up? (laughs) What came first, the thoughts in the parable or the setting that needed a parable moment? Whatever the facts, we'll never know. It seems more likely to me that Jesus had a tremendous repository of material from which he could draw without even having to think about it. The Holy Spirit was clearly at work in him and for him. Do not forget that Jesus was God-man. Okay, so what about the content of the parable? This parable is a story about sheep, at least the first part. A very common domesticated animal then and now with behavior at times much like human beings, especially in the way 
that sheep sometimes do very dumb things. A sheep knows little or nothing about providing for itself. Whereas a camel can smell water from afar and knows how to head toward it, it knows enough to head toward it, and a vulture with its incredible sense of smell and unerring eyesight can sense and then see its food from an enormous distance. The sheep can find nothing for himself itself. This unfortunate characteristic of sheep results in a propensity for the animal to get itself lost. As it grazes along rather blindly, it does not check for cues as regards its location. And then, after becoming lost, the sheep has little ability to find itself by itself. And so, the shepherd responsible for the animal knows this and becomes very distressed when even one of his flock is lost. He jumps into action immediately and purposefully to look for his lost. At least temporarily, he cares less about the remaining flock while he focuses absolutely on the lost animal. And when the lost is found, the shepherd rejoices, gives the previously lost animal very special attention by carrying it back to the flock on his shoulders. Can you see this in your mind's eye? I googled sheep on shoulders and then images. And I was delighted to find an incredible number of pictures of shepherds carrying sheep. And the shepherds all had smiles on their faces. It's a great image. The shepherd had an image of the particular lost sheep in his mind as he went out searching. You know, it's the one with the black patch on his shoulder. The picture of that lost animal agitates his mind more and more. He will not be able to eat or sleep until he has exhausted himself in searching for and saving the lost. Chapter 10, I will remind you of John's Gospel, has much to say about the shepherd and his sheep, how he knows them by appearance and even by name. And my wife will have to beg my for, her, for, her forbearance because I have to mention a story from seminary that tickles me every time I think about it. And this was a sermon by Leander Harding, uh, my spiritual formation professor, a favorite. Early in his ministry, and he started in northern Maine, very, very northern Maine, he had a small flock of sheep as part of his barnyard. Indeed, he says that he knew all his sheep by name. Then at one time, to gain uh, perfection, perhaps, at raising sheep, he went to either Australia or New Zealand, and I can't remember where, and met a sheep farmer with a thousand or more sheep out in the pasture. And after a bit of banter back and forth about sheep husbandry, Leander asked, but what are their names? <laughs> I thought it was funny, you guys. <laughs> well, I'm sure you get the picture of a very distressed sheep herder who recognizes immediately that one of his flock is missing. And in his great concern, 
He searches diligently until he is able to find the animal and bring it back to the larger flock. But enough about sheep. Let's realize that Jesus here was talking about the great importance of a lost soul. Our Lord knows well those souls that are his. And he knows well the souls that are not yet his, but whom he will hound until they are his. Please recall that the Lord knows each and every one of us both inside and out. I will refresh your memory with a bit of that favorite psalm of most everybody, Psalm 139. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And because he does know us, he is concerned about us when we've lost our way. And so pursues us until he finds us and brings us home. It is not at all difficult to interpret this parable in this way. Would we not all love to be found when we're lost and be carried back to a safe haven on the shoulders of the one who loves us? As I noted earlier, in some ways we are indeed like sheep. But we're far more complicated, to be sure, because as opposed to sheep, we should know better. We can help it. Our behavior gets us into all kinds of trouble. And sometimes we really get lost. But the Lord offers to carry us on his shoulders if we only acknowledge him and recognize just what he has done for us. And yet, we complicate things by denying him and by behaving in a manner that is just totally out of sync with the way he would have us be. Well, what about the here and now? Some of us are partially found, and I praise God for that. Still others are really found. They've been carried home by Jesus on his shoulders, and when they need to be carried even now, he's right there, ready to lift them up and carry them through the aches, the pains, the marital problems, the job issues, and even lift them out of sin that is dragging them into the pit. Jesus has the perseverance like the shepherd who would not and could not rest until he had found the lost. 
The lost need to be educated. And so our job in life, of course, I've never said this before, as Christ followers is to educate them with the message of salvation. And I mean salvation not only from the sin that besets them now, but salvation to eternal life. We should all want this. And as importantly, we should want it for our families and even for strangers. Yeah, even tax collectors. So this is the message. Do not get lost like dumb sheep. Believe what our Lord has told us over and over. He is ready to lift us up and carry us along when we need him to do that. Thank God for that. And spread the good news to others so that they can be found when they are lost and then lifted up and carried along to a much better place. Amen.